0: Bigfoot Society would like to thank the following sponsors for helping make the podcast possible. The Singular Fortean Society has combined open and honest paranormal investigation and journalism since 2016. Visit the Society at Singular Fortean for all the latest weird news and more. Come with us and investigate the impossible. Lauren Smith is the hostess for Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio, which has been on air for over a decade and has completed over 300 shows. Lauren brings with her a unique viewpoint given that she is not only the daughter of one of the veteran female Bigfoot researchers in the South, but she has been conducting field research since she was a preteen some 20 years ago. Nightcallers is a Bigfoot world favorite and along with interviewing researchers and witnesses often features interviews with guests from the documentary film and entertainment industry. Lauren also does a vidcast segment called Nightcallers, which features real encounters sent in by viewers. You can find all of this and more at NightcallersProductions.com. Thanks for coming back to another episode of the Bigfoot Society Podcast. I was able to interview Mr. Doug Highcheck from things such as Monster Quest and Sasquatch Legend Meets Science. We have a good conversation about everything from Snellgrove Lake Monster Quest to Pheromone Chips to some crazy encounter story that uh, Doug had, and what's coming down the road in Sasquatch Legend Meets Science Two. And man, we talked about bringing woolly mammoth back—woolly mammoths back. So it just blew my mind. It was a great episode. Really enjoyed it. You are gonna love this episode. So, sit back, relax, uh, get something to drink if you want. I mean, it's up to you. And enjoy the interview with Mr. Doug Highcheck from Monster Quest and Sasquatch Legend Meets Science. All right. Good evening, all. Uh, thanks for hanging out again with uh, Bigfoot Society Live. This is your host, Jeremiah Byron. We've got a very awesome episode tonight. Uh, we'll be talking in a few minutes with Doug Highcheck from the show Monster Quest. And um, that will be an awesome time. So just uh, want to make sure that everything sounds good. But uh, yeah, a uh, few uh, big announcements. Um, of course, if you're listening to this as of tomorrow, you have one week until the Van Meter visitor festival. So, uh, we hope to see you in beautiful Van Meter, Iowa, 20 minutes, uh, west of West Des Moines, Iowa. It's a great time. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, I do see someone is hanging out with us. If you could do me a favor and let me know in the chat, if uh, you can uh, hear me. Uh, if uh, things sound good. So uh, if uh, anyone's in the chat right now, if they could go ahead and just uh, type in their hey, sounds good. And uh, once we hear that, we'll get going. So uh, again, we have a really good show with, hey, we got, hey, Strangest. We got Aaron. Sounds great, brother. Well, let's get going then. So here we go. All right, Doug High Check. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the program. Good night. Uh, if uh, people don't know, of course, Doug is known for many things. Uh, if you're just getting into the Doug Highcheck lore, uh, you may know him from things such as Monster Quest and uh, Sasquatch Legend Meets Science. But you've done a lot uh, over the last, I would say, uh, your career spans about thirty years, right, Doug?
1: yeah yeah it's been yeah it seems like two but it's been 30 (laughs)
0: it's yeah that's true well that's what that's how life goes right i hear anyways um i mean you've done things such as uh so you've been a tv producer a tv show creator uh you're an inventor and uh also a wildlife researcher um the list goes on and on literally the list that you uh that you sent over goes for a few pages. It's, it's very, very cool. Um, I, I think the, the common thread through all the things you do is, it seems like you have a huge drive to create. Um, is there a common factor? Like, uh, what is your motivation to create or even to, to help things through your inventions?
1: Whoa, that's a tough question. Um, because I do so many different things, you know, I'm changing gears all the time. Like I had mentioned right before I got off the got on the phone with you. I was in a big meeting with all these IVF scientists about IVF and you know some of the new things with um, you know, procreation, because things have changed. I'm working on a TV show on all of the breakthroughs that are happening with DNA, with, you know, gene splicing and, and you know, using CRISPR and selecting embryos of certain qualities to weed disease wow. note. Um, and I'm really interested and i just happened to know a, a bunch of people that are involved in that. And so that just gives you an idea. I just, one, it's a, you know, when I can get involved in anything, it's about learning. Okay. And then I have this part of me too that likes to just create, just to do it. You know, I've done a number of holographic inventions. Um, we got toys on the market, which have nothing to do with Bigfoot or. You, you have know, toys like,
0: on the market.
1: Sure. Um, okay. <clears throat> so I'm just, you know, one. I don't sleep much. I was
0: and I'll just ask get that. ideas
1: and I'll just yeah. start testing them. And I remember, like, you know, the last toy that I invented. I literally woke the president of a toy company up in California up in the middle of the night. Cause I, wow. didn't, I had the guy's number. I'd never called him. I'd never met him. Had okay. his number. I just woke him up in the middle of the night, just because I was so excited and what I wanted to show him live. He that's got awesome. up and he looked at it and he was like, Oh my God, that's so amazing. And you know, next thing you know, we're, we were, you know, traveling to Japan.
0: <laughs> what, so what, just, uh, what toys? Oh,
1: it was, um, a thing for Tommy toys uh a holographic thing where race cars pull in these little holographic pit crew come in really and, you know change the tires um keeps track of the course the, the, the lap times and then it it, it uh, recognizes the car so it's a combination of augmented so i had this idea oh, of combining yeah. augmented reality with holograms mm. And all people have seen like the Pokemon games. You gotta look through your yeah phone. Pokemon Go stuff like okay, that. Well, that's cool. You look into your phone, but I'm like, heck no! I can do augmented reality where you don't need a phone.
0: You yeah, you can.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I hit this idea. Oh my goodness! To where you know the augmented part would be where it would recognize an object, but then I could point map holograms around it. Whoa! That you don't need glasses or whatever. And so that that's was wild. just you know one example of stuff i'll do some of it has nothing to do with wildlife and i don't even know where the ideas come from sometimes it's just um more of combining ideas does that make sense so i've been really yeah yeah yeah, taking existing technology and going okay we've got the camera that can recognize gps coordinates right and implant a, a 3d object Well, why not use that technology to, you know, recognize an object and trigger holograms? So I'll get that idea and I'll just like start building. It could be two in the morning and I'll just start building stuff and doing stuff. (laughs) And I get excited to see that work, you know. It's very
0: Tony Stark-like, Doug. Like it's crazy. It's very cool. Um uh, I got a thousand things in my mind right now. Um, So yeah. it's very close, like in Star Wars, when you see like the Princess Leia hologram, right. like you could actually like.
1: Oh, i already man. done it. Yeah, no, no, I can do oh, it. I guess they do it in, in, fact, in uh, concerts, wrote, right? Yeah. I wrote to Mattel and said, you know, you've got all these action figures. Yeah. I can bring them to life. So <sighs> I can point point map swords and objects and <laughs> I never even got a response back. What? Even though I already had a toy on the market, there was no response.
0: That's crazy. But that's, that's you crazy.
1: know, it's a tough, sometimes, it's a tough, you know, it's yeah. just, it works out great. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, And, you know, apply for a patent pending and still waiting for that to all come through. So,
0: so looking through the resume you sent over, I want to say there was a, I counted maybe 36 items on that you've invented, um, uh, do you have like a, a certain one that you're, uh, this is a tough one that you're most proud of or like that you really yeah. enjoy or, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I invented a, um, or actually Cohen. It was a co-invention. Once again, I like to combine things. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'm working with a chiropractor, we came up with an idea and how to do it and how to, um, prevent people from getting neck surgery by just simply oh, wow. giving them safe traction that they could do at home by just laying on the ground it would grab the back of the skull and then use your own body weight to put you in traction so it's safe because you're using your own body weight you can't pop your own head off oh sure yeah you don't have to hang you don't have to anything and so that got done and you know the prototype got built and i did my end and he did his end and you know we combined them and next thing you know we ended up getting hmo approval and to this day, I've got, you know, there's crews making them right now. <laughs> wow, and people.
0: constantly helping people. Yeah. Oh, I've prevented that's gotta at, feel least, awesome.
1: at least 100,000 people from getting neck surgery. 100,000 people? At minimum, yeah. Maybe it might oh, even be gosh. over a million. I don't know. I,
0: yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, you oh, don't really crazy.
1: know those answers because I know for sure because it was really interesting. My neighbor was telling me about her, you know, his wife, you know, is going to have to get neck surgery, but they said, well, we got this new device. We're going to try. And I said, Oh, well, that must be the, uh, you know, the home track unit. And, and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I said, "Um, Oh, cool. Well, let me know how it goes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You had no idea. It was was like,
1: you know, six weeks later. Oh, she doesn't need surgery anymore. That's really cool.
0: That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I love that. I love that. People hanging out in the audience. If, uh, so me and Doug will be, we chatting for a while, but if you have questions, feel free to put them in the chat and I will be bringing those in eventually. Um, so being a wildlife researcher, um, we, we we're kind of talking off camera about how, you know, you've gotten, you're actually going out and getting shots of, of different animals, right? Right. Do you have a uh, a specific time when you were out trying to get a shot of an animal and you're like, I can't believe I got that shot? Or maybe it was like the first time that type of shot had been gotten. Do you have anything that sticks oh, yeah. out to you? You, have, you?
1: have hundreds of things like that. Um, oh, wow. I was one, at a very young age, I was surprised <clears throat> at all of the things we didn't know <laughs>
0: about wildlife mm.
1: and that there was no scientists even working on. For instance, what goes on in a beaver lodge?
0: Oh, sure. Yeah.
1: In a wild beaver. I'm not talking at the zoo. I'm talking wild beaver lodge when no one's around. What goes on (laughs) all year? What happens in there? Because it's like looking into another dimension. So those are the things I like to do. Okay. What happens at the bottom of the ocean, you know, at 52,000 feet with nobody around? Well, um, what happens to dissolved oil when there's an oil spill? It really, what really goes on mm. you know, at the bottom of the Gulf when they have an oil spill? Wow, so, th- things like that. I'm always trying to build things that can give, you know, give us a peek at other dimensions because that's the way I look at them. You know, we always talk about we're, you know, there's other dimensions around us. Oh my God! Well, there's other dimensions that are obviously <laughs> really around us. They're just yeah. shit. You are know, they're, they're totally. dimensional by shields, um, by lighting conditions, by things like that. Um, and there's so many things that happen like in the forest, let's just talk about the forest. Yeah, sure. Do you have any idea how many things actually happen in the forest that we have no idea? No, a science, lot more. Yeah.
0: No scientists
1: more. have ever seen just by placing cameras. And I'm not talking like game trail cameras. I'm talking about, you know, I've got, um, um, I'm working with a guy. We've got artificial intelligence cameras.
0: Oh, really? Explain all that. In, yeah. All
1: over in the forest right now. Okay. And I'm, you know, I can look right now by my phone. I can watch any number of eight cameras, and literally, I swear, every day, I see something new. I did not know that would was happening, or an animal. Wow, an animal. For instance, we filmed maybe the world's first silver deer. It's silver.
0: A silver deer? Really?
1: It's not. Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, there's a, there's a phenomenon called piebald deer, okay. which can be kind of multicolored.
0: Uh, yep. I've heard of they're that. Rare.
1: Okay. They're rare, but maybe not that that rare. But this is not a piebald deer. This is a silver. It's a complete genetic. You know, I mean, wow. there's been white deer filmed, albino, albino deer. I filmed it myself. But this is a silver deer. Oh, man. And it's that is cool. Monster. Or we see behaviors with flying squirrels uh, the other day that we've never seen. Oh, I'm interested Um, in that.
0: What kind of weird stuff did you see with the flying squirrels? I used to see those as a kid. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I used to do do a little trick. If you go into the forest and you talk just in a nice soft tone where there's a lot of flying squirrels, they'll land on you. Really? For some odd reason, they feel comfortable and safe if they can hear you. Okay. And I recommend anybody can do this. Just go into the forest and just where there's flying squirrels. We know they're around and just sing, talk, whatever. And they'll start piling on all over you.
0: It'll be like a, an old Disney film. It's a Disney film. Yeah, it, exactly. We've yeah, exactly.
1: been covered with 50, 60 squirrels.
0: No, you haven't.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. And the moment, really? you're quiet, the moment you're quiet, they all take off.
0: So what's the, what's the most, the, the, what's the top squirrels you've had on you?
1: Oh, I've had at least 50 squirrels on me. Just really? piled all over me. Yeah. They're on my
0: face. But Doug, you got to get that picture because you know, that would, that would go nuts. Well, I have, film. I
1: have film. We we were, okay. filming. it was one of the first times I was actually using IR light, IR cameras. Okay. IR had never been on television before. And so oh. I didn't invent the technology, but I was the first to ever use it on broadcast television. Okay. It was infrared, you know. Um, and I remember even executives flying in from Animal Planet, you know, in early days. Oh, wow. To come look at it because they had never even heard of it, you know. And um, so one of my first things I did was went out to go film Flying Squirrels. Okay. And I brought a buddy with me. Well, we were talking. And as we were talking... One landed on me, and then another, and another. Then all of a sudden, we were quiet, and they all took off. So I'm like, uh, "Joe, that's let's nuts. keep talking." And next thing you know, was, as long as we just kept the conversation going, they just yeah. more and more kept. I don't know why.
0: Is that up in Minnesota that happened? Yeah, in
1: Minnesota, or? yeah, yep, yeah. Okay, that's wild. But the, <laughs> that's just one example of hundreds of sure just things that nobody knows about
0: oh man um, for i, inca- I want to oh, go ahead
1: well i was going to mention we we you know like we we're talking about beaver lunch so we worked two years to get a camera in a beaver lunch two you years had to do it over the winter yeah because wow. we had the chisel by hand because you can't cut with oh, the yeah. chainsaw you're gonna you're gonna scare the beavers out of there god knows what so you just got to do a little bit at a time so we finally got i got i invented this kind of a double walled tube system for um, spying on bears and, be- and bear dens and beavers okay, and beaver lodges. Sure. And it was a way where I could pull the camera out. It was sealed and pull the camera out and clean it and then put it back. Cause you can't have air leakage like in a beaver lodge. Cause they're just going to seal it up. They're going to cover your lens up right away. Sure, so sure. anyhow, you know, it wasn't even 10 minutes and we're watching muskrats in there. No beavers. Oh, okay. 15 minutes later, a big beaver comes in. And the muskrats right away start grooming the beaver and drying the beaver off. Wow. And we're like, "Uh, this is historical. Yeah. This has never been seen. And they were apparently eating the parasites. That was their reward. Sure, sure. sure. You know, the, the, the creatures that live in a swamp or a low, you know, a small body of water, there's gonna be a lot of sorts of little insects and creatures that are gonna cling on the fur. Well, that's what the muskrats were getting out of the deal, but their beavers were letting them groom their fur. Oh my goodness. And so then we realized after you know months and months that the the muskrats and the beavers had this amazing relationship where the the muskrats took care of all the bedding, all the grass. They brought up all the weeds and things for the for the bedding. And the beavers never touched the bedding. That was not their job. They did the the walls and the height. The water levels would rise. They would raise the ceiling. Water levels would drop. They would, you know, they would work wow. on the walls. And the, and, the, and the muskrats took care of all the cleanliness and the grooming details and the flooring. <laughs> so That's here wild. you've got, so here we've got an animal that lives very much like man. It. Uses heat from the ground to heat its home. Builds a home, changes the environment, right? Because it builds a dam, changes the environment. And apparently it's got a pet. Another mammal, Man. Just like
0: people. Yeah. How crazy is
1: that? But that's just an example of things that always amazed me that um, scientists hadn't already discovered. Like the squid, you know, getting footage of the first giant squid that we got.
0: That's true. That's a huge, well, a huge, a huge milestone in your career.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was, but on the same token to me, it was just a no no big deal. It was just common yeah. sense. It was just total common sense. And I really think that like the Bigfoot mystery can be a common sense tells me there's millions of things yet to try. Okay. Just common sense.
0: It, one, one invention. Uh, I want to say you were, You'll you'll have to verify this, but uh, one thing that your name is on that is getting a lot of traction in a lot of areas is the pheromone chip. Speaking yeah. of Bigfoot, um, so is that something you invented with someone else, or yeah? Well, it
1: was my idea. Okay. Yeah, it was my. Idea. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's a long story behind it, but basically, I was supposed to go on an expedition with Matt, MoneyMaker, and Rick Knowles for the Skookum okay. expedition. Oh, sure. I wanted to do something, bring something to the table. Everybody should always bring something to the table that's new or I like that different. And so I thought, oh, I want to do a sex pheromone for Bigfoot. Well, you don't sure. we don't have bigfoot sex pheromones, so I figure right. you got to use some great ape and you've got to use human because I figure they're half and half. So I called a friend of mine who I knew was a scent expert and a scientist and a real creative guy. And called him up and and I couldn't go on the expedition okay suddenly because I found out my son was gonna get married.
0: <laughs> ah, right during the expedition. I'm like good oh, call. God. Good yeah. call, Doug. <laughs> I,
1: can't, I can't do it. So I called yeah, Greg you know. Called my place. And by the way, can you make a sex pheromone for a Bigfoot?
0: Yeah, just you know, by the way. <laughs> you
1: just call your buddy up and you just say, Can you do it? You know the but here's here's one thing about Greg. It wasn't even one minute he goes sure i can do that in fact i think i have all the ingredients in my basement because oh, i conducted wow. a study Super. back in the study in, in the 70s on human pheromones and this and in great apes and he goes yeah i've got all the enzymes and all the stuff i need right downstairs I'm that's like, amazing that's
0: amazing perfect so i knew who to come and cook. there you go <laughs> and now uh uh people like uh alex uh, pedicof or 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 taking them up in in a drone and, you know, and like there's another great example of of thinking outside the box. And, you know.
1: Well, what I think is interesting is I'm looking at a picture of the Skookum cast right above me here. Sure. That didn't exist. And there was a pheromone chip hanging above the mud wall. Was it the sex pheromone that got that thing initially interested in the area? And then it saw the apples if <clears throat> you, you, you follow me? So we'll, we'll never know, but mm. uh, I'm proud because that may have had a hand in getting the body cast.
0: That's yeah. And, and, I, uh, so we got a want to, uh, also, uh, so my buddy Tate says, uh, yes, he pioneered the idea of using Doug's pheromone chips and tying them underneath the drone and Petticoff uses drone for the maiden voyage. So there we go. History is, uh, the proper history yeah. has been restored. Thank you, Tate. <laughs> Tate's a yeah, good friend. And,
1: and, you know, it's up to people to figure out how to use these things.
0: Oh yeah, totally. You
1: need to figure out, you know, how to do it creatively.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's dive into uh, monster quest. Uh, can you give me a little bit of uh, the history about uh, how monster quest uh, came about? I mean, it's such a, a show that this current generation, I would say my generation and a lot of other generations too. I mean, that's what got them into the cryptid the Bigfoot world like that's it it's crazy
1: um <clears throat> I wanted to do a show on Gigantopithecus okay called Giganto there you go it went nowhere mm. I pitched it you no know, my agents pitched it to all the you know all the all the obvious you know cable networks and they pitched it to NBC and 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 blah blah, blah. It, it got nowhere then one day I'm, I'm sitting at home and just like a lightning bolt, I went. the damn thing's the real King Kong. Why aren't they interested? Right. And then I went, "Oh, the real King Kong. Oh, okay. So I'll change the name."
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> all in then, the marketing, right? I'll well, have my
1: my agents repitch it. So he pitched it to NBC. NBC oh, immediately said we want it. Wow. Because I think they had a part in the new King Kong movie by Peter Jackson. Oh sure. Get a stake in that or something, and they're like, okay, yep, we yeah, want yeah, it. "Yep, yep, yep, yep." And then um, they backed out because everybody signed off on it, except even all of Europe signed off on it. And then the president vetoed it. Mm, Didn't want it. So weird. Whatever. Weird. So then it got yeah. passed to History Channel because NBC owned a stake in History Channel. So then History Channel did it, and of course I made the the show, um, you know, Giganto, the real King Kong. Right. Um, and it broke all the records in the ratings. It was their highest rated show ever. <clears throat> and they called me up like the next day, the, my executive producer, and said, Can you make more of these?
0: <laughs> like a lot more. <laughs> and I'm like,
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. So it's
0: like anywhere. 60 more.
1: <laughs> and, and Yeah. Like, how many do you want? Yeah. And so that was a quick answer. And then we started just negotiating, you know, the budget and, you know, terms and uh-huh. all those kinds of things. And Monster Quest was born.
0: That's awesome. Uh, what were you using? Um, were you using certain things as resources to like plan out the episode? Because the episodes go everywhere. Yeah. Like, um, Or were you just like, ah, let's do this, this, and this? Or like, what yeah. was your motivation?
1: It's kind yeah. of just, one, I wanted to do topics where there was evidence. Ah, okay. Very Meanly. good. Yeah. yeah. You know, mainly evidence. But then as the show went on, they were like, well, maybe that's not so important. I kind of I pushed a little pushback on that, and towards the end, you know, I was doing um, I did some shows I didn't want to do, you know, like um, Killer Jellyfish, nothing to do. Maybe
0: so, maybe not on the top. So people thought,
1: well, well, I've run out of ideas. No, not not what happened. It was just it was just the network. You know, sometimes you get certain people that decide they're gonna they know they know better than you, and they're just going to. You know, kind of ram ideas, and you know, just whatever you, you, you do, yep. the best you can to support it. But when I had to do shows like that, I thought, mm, yeah, it's not my, not totally my cup of tea.
0: Did you have uh some shows that come to mind that were your favorite, or that you think were are highly like a, a huge uh, milestone for the community? Or
1: my favorite was I was the one I was just finishing. Um, well, certainly, you know things like um, where we filmed the first, you know, uh, shark in freshwater—twelve-foot mm. shark by a guy's walleye fishing dock. Shouldn't be sharks there. No, we actually <laughs> did get footage of a twelve-foot shark. You know, oh, um, wow. using a bunch of different technologies, including lidar, radar, sonar, and all sorts of things. Um, but no, I you know I, I really can't say there's any like one show other than the squid which was cool. Um, but to it's me, the show was very disappointing because I would have thought the network would have gotten, you know, a little more excited about it. And it took a number of years. And finally on their own, they did a two hour show about that footage. And they wow. took monster quest, two of the, two of the monster quest series went out and shot a little bit of diff- additional um, information, new interviews and p- put it all together. And it's called uh predators of the deep okay. <clears throat> and it's the one that um it's on history vault right now but it's the one that confirms it was the first archituthis ducks ever filmed
0: that's awesome in the that wild. is very well
1: awesome. yep so that, that so the reward on that took 16 some years
0: <laughs> 16 years that's wild yeah so i would i would say so I've talked to a lot, I talked to a lot of people in the community and the one episode that always comes up, what do you think it is?
1: Sasquatch attack. It's
0: the it's Snell, it's Snell Grove no, it's, yeah, Lake one. Yeah. Yep. I don't know what the, like, I love it myself. I don't know what it is, but people love that story. The well, Snell I, Grove it, Lake story. Because
1: one, it's, you know, it's real. Um, it's so they good. Can, they yeah. can put their self into that situation. Yeah you know because i mean this was a place i just went to for my happy spot you know it was where i went to it was where i went to get away as a vacation when i was doing working long you know uh, oh. 15 hour days on monster quest then i would fly up to get away no cell phones no internet no radio waves i couldn't listen to anything that was just you go up and you just yep. go back in time so that oh, was man. my place and then we brought my daughter up. Joe brought his daughter up, which we never did because moms were too worried. You know, right. So we would get hurt and or be, you know, injured and not be able to get help. But I argued and won, and we brought all of our daughters up. And that's when all the action started.
0: Kids. No way. Yep. yep. Oh, man. So this is prior to the episode. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. Whew. Do you have any?
1: It was based on children, I believe, drawing these things in near um, and getting their attention for some reason. I mean, we've heard those stories so many times. The the Memorial Day footage, the real story back there in the Memorial Day footage is Lori and Owen Pate and other campers had their kids. They were all just playing because I even went there. I camped there too with my daughter. And there was this kind of a meadow. it's just a super metal for kids to play. And so even my daughter joined in and they're all playing. They were um, just having a ball. Well, this Bigfoot came in to watch these kids hide behind a tree, which I believe was a female with a child of its own. Okay, They had seen it. They had spotted this thing spying on their kids twice. And they were then at that point, they were getting freaked out. They were a little bit ready. And that's when that thing runs across the side of the mountain, and at the very end, you can see it lift up what looks like an infant, pops up on the back.
0: Exactly. Yep. So that's it's the crazy backstory funny. on that.
1: And um, I, you know, I got to know Owen and Laurie Pete and everybody involved, um, um, Art Lions and all those guys. That 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 was the real deal. Plus meeting the BL, the um, um, the Bureau of Man uh, Land Management up there. Even they okay. had found tracks, too. Really? Even cow pies.
0: Oh, man. This, yeah,
1: they had found Bigfoot footprints in numerous in cow pies where people were, you know, renting uh, BLM land to graze okay. their cattle in the forest. And they would find these. They would go to Mark Trees then, and they would say, gee, here's a frozen uh, cow pie, but there's only this human big footprint in it.
0: That'd be wild. Can you imagine f- yep. seeing a Bigfoot footprint in a cow pie? Yeah. Like I grew up in New England, so I know what a cow pie looks like because I was is near Vermont. But I, man, that blow me away seeing a Bigfoot footprint. Uh, yeah. One, it'd be a huge nope. cow pie.
1: Well, one, they're cover. very detailed, yeah. and you know, yeah, in manure you find one in the forest, and you find its clear footprint, and then it's frozen. Now you mm. collect it and dry it, and yeah, they had numbers of pie footprint finds.
0: Do you have a, uh, a, a any um, uh, fun memories from like the actual filming of that episode? The Snell Grove Lake or like a, um, a favorite like part of it? Yeah. You want to like know,
1: I'll tell, I'll tell you what my favorite moment when I, all right when I had kind of given up hope because it was raining. In yeah. Europe, I've got Jeff Meldrum up. I've got. Oh yeah. U of M scientists with. So we're prepared to at least. They have some good, credible witnesses up there. And I walked out after three days of rain, you know, feeling pretty hopeless. Sure. like, no, It's not going to happen. And then a rock ricocheted off the shed. This is oh, not yeah. a, and rolls up to my feet. And I just remember thinking they're here. I it's go time. It was, yeah, I went in and told everybody. And I'm sure they were like, yeah, right. Sure. But it's pretty hard to mistake a rock ricocheting at 60 miles an hour off the shed from yeah, the exactly. and then rolling up to my feet. And um, it was just, I don't know if it was a signal or, you know, but the fact that it ricocheted and rolled to my feet that whatever threw the rock knew, I mean, it, it went within an inch of my foot. The rock. Mm.
0: Oh, man, that's wild. Um I I just I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it tonight. I'm gonna watch that was my
1: highlight when that rock hit that shed because I knew that we had a chance at having activity. Mm. I don't think Bigfoot's like the rain, I'll be honest. I've I've experienced this numerous times where we've really gone on expeditions in a very active area and there's no activity. And it's just rainy, not even heavy rain, just rain. Hmm. And then the rain quits and oh, it's nuts. All the activity starts.
0: Uh, Greg asked a really good question. Uh, Greg from uh, all dot the da, Weird on Instagram. He says, "Doug, I need to ask, do you still go to or plan on returning to Snell Grove Lake?
1: Absolutely, the first chance I okay. get. Yeah, okay. We have gone back after the show, and okay. <clears throat> we've had activity every time. Wow. And violent activity. Oh, you know, really?
0: There's Can one you elaborate person, on that.
1: Yeah, there's one person that went with me that I asked them if they'd go again, and they said, Are you kidding? <laughs> Are, you <nuts? laughs> Are you insane? It was literally, you know, am I insane for asking them again? Wow. So um, and all we ever do when we go there, and if anybody wants to go up there, just do some wood knocks. Okay. That's it. That's all we've ever done. And then um, the okay. activity starts about two in the morning. They'll start throwing stuff at the cabin. And then, if you leave something out there for them, they'll throw that object at the cabin with force that you've never experienced. Or if there isn't anything, they'll grab a piece of cordwood and throw it at the cabin.
0: You know, oh man, so we're where... talking like Ape Canyon type stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's happened so consistently that. Um, I asked my son about going up, and even he's, believe it or not, he's 30 years old now, and he's okay. he feels um, um, reluctant. Mm. He, he was so traumatized up there.
0: Interesting.
1: He feels so helpless. Mm. You know, because most cases, we've never had a weapon. Uh, oh, okay. And so when the cabin, yeah, I mean, you're going into Canada, if you're a U.S. citizen, it's pretty tough to get a weapon in.
0: Well, I mean, I guess th- y- you got a point. Yeah. Yeah. From what I hear. Uh, I want to take a few minutes to, to shout out a few people. We got uh, Greg replies that, hey, you can count me in, Doug. There you go. Uh, our friend Alex says, hey, Doug's the man. He's inspired countless researchers in this current generation. And not only searching for Sasquatch, but cryptids more broadly. Keep being awesome, Doug. Nice words there. Um, I appreciate let's it. Let's see. Uh, Breaking Bigfoot says... Great show indeed. Uh good, good stuff. And Hey Strangeness says, hey, I was literally just thinking Ape Canyon. Yeah, for sure, dude. Um, before I, I had this thought that keeps bouncing in and out of my head as we're talking. Do you have any thoughts about the push to clone woolly mammoths? Have you been reading on on this sure, at all? Like sure. w- what are your I feel like you it's have gonna, been it's thinking. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah.
1: I've been, <clears throat> I'm literally um, in weekly contact with some of the top. Really? People. And yeah, it's, I mean, there's no doubt it's going to happen. And I think it's okay. awesome. <clears throat> I wouldn't want things to escape into the wild necessarily. Unless things are, you know, in other words, I don't think we should breed dinosaurs. No. Release them back into the wild. It's a different time. No. But um you know, could they possibly bring back mammoths to, to the Arctic? Yeah, because it, it, they didn't die off that long ago. It really was pretty contemporary history when they're, you okay. know, when they're gone. Um, and um, we don't know why they went extinct.
0: Yeah, was exactly. It, it could have been
1: a cataclysmic event. That's true. And so we maybe need them. <clears throat> Certainly, they they would have, you know, people talk about climate change and, Mm. Big heavy animals keep the ice pack from melting. Okay. You know, the the permafrost, and so just that alone, not having mammoths all over the Arctic, could contribute to global warming. Just because that's nuts permafrost. to think
0: about. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Huh? You, so you're you're thinking like this is going to happen, hundred percent. Yo oh, God like, yeah. this could yeah. totally happen if
1: you knew some of the stuff I know right now, oh man yeah, I even heard tonight, yeah freaky I mean there's animals being born right now in complete glass tubes from they've never seen the uterus of an animal they're just jeez dude, totally Wow and in tubes and yeah yeah, and they're already on second generations of the were those second generation that were born in a glass beaker. Are now having kids of their own, offspring Whoa. of their own, and they're all doing fine.
0: That's going to be an awesome show when you come out with that. I know you mentioned that earlier. Yeah, That's going to be a TV pretty series. Pretty fascinating. That's yeah. be
1: a TV series. And once again, we're trying. I mean, we're yeah, true. we're in talks with numbers of networks. I'm represented by four of the top agents. Doesn't mean anything. It's it's tough. TV business is tough. There, Jeremiah.
0: That's what I hear. I haven't got you know. I'm, I'm sticking with the, um, <clears throat> I forgot, I forgot to mention Doug. I, there's so many things I could mention about, about you, but you have your own podcast as well. Yes. Do you mind uh, sharing with the, the, um, so it's not just the people in YouTube. Again, this will be made into a podcast and so share with my listeners a little bit about, um, your, uh, podcast as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, it's been just about a year now, uh, somebody from my radio, uh, okay. my partner Joel Sturgis just said, Hey, do you want to do a podcast? and I turned around and said, Sure, let's do it. And that's, that's the where rest I started is right away, and and yeah, yeah, and it just covers um pretty much the entire gamut of, of it does, mysteries yeah. and yeah, stuff. So I don't like to put it in any one shell because I'm too add to, to try to focus on one topic. So we're just kind of see, yeah, see where it goes, but it's called yep. Untold Radio AM.
0: Very cool. Very yep. cool. And, uh, your host is a little bit more into the paranormal. So you guys kind of sure. work together and, uh, you make a good duo. Yeah, so. I, I think
1: we do. And we have fun.
0: That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yep. Let's talk about, um, the, the great, uh, documentary, um, Actually, sorry. Before uh, Tate just asked a really good question. Before we do, is there a chance Monster Quest will ever come back?
1: Of course. That's the man
0: himself. Of course,
1: of course.
0: Yeah, for real.
1: Sure. Yeah, I've yeah I've talked to the. Okay. <laughs> we've had talks.
0: All right. So All I mean,
1: right. It already was brought back once under Ancient Monster Quest.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah.
1: Donny Donny Wahlberg.
0: Donny Wahlberg Re-
1: replaced there me on that series. So rib out to Donny. <laughs> Um, yeah there you go but um, no we, you know, we've, we've talked and um, yeah that was a chance absolutely and I do I right. cool. do it in a heartbeat of course
0: um, also uh, the other cool thing that I had in my notes was you made a scale model of the future iteration of the cryptozoology museum yeah uh, international cryptozoology yeah, you museum
1: you want to see it
0: yeah totally we like, want to no, see wait. it hold right. great. all right it. yeah let's make it happen Greg says new kids on the block, Donnie. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, wow. So, podcast listeners, you're going to have to go to the YouTube uh, video to see this, see what we got here. So, this is live. Doug is bringing over bringing the model.
1: My earpiece back in so I can hear you, Jeremiah.
0: Oh, yep. This up. <laughs>
1: But yeah, this is let's see, what can you do? Oh, yeah, we're getting reflection. Okay. I gotta take it out of the case. It's just bouncing.
0: And the other uh the other cool thing is you've got some stellar photos of this on your Facebook too. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. people can can check that out as well. Way but cooler in person. It's very cool. Okay, here we go. Wow. So it's just so what is this uh out. what is this made out of?
1: Um I built it out of cardstock.
0: Okay. My goodness uh, Not
1: very good lighting. But um so it's it cool. features yeah it features um there's a waterfall in the front when you come in. Yep. It's not a giant building, you know we're talking, you know, 6,000 7,000 square feet. And it's got a little concession out. Yeah, everything's backwards freaking me out.
0: It's got the bubble on the side. I remember from the yeah, pictures where right, you can yeah, see like right. the Loch Ness monster, right? right? There will
1: be a, yeah. an aquarium there, which it's is very cool. Using um, special effects, but there'll be a captured Nessie in an aquarium, and you can view it from the outside of the building. And the uh, Nessie, of course, will be swimming and so on. And yeah, no, it's, it'll be a, it'll be a cool building. Yeah, the lighting's pretty bad here.
0: So. I can only, I can only hope that this will one day actually happen it will fingers crossed i'm fingers behind crossed. it
1: i'm behind all right it. i'm pushing
0: all right yeah well, so, lauren needs it he needs it oh yeah i mean i've been to i've uh, been to where it is now and like they need an actual building they really do
1: yeah and it's, they make it, it work
0: but it just it
1: needs to be done um i think about all lauren did for me Um, In the early days and, you know, how much I feel I owe him, both in his books and getting, you know, I mean, he he had the first book that, Mm. when I was looking for answers, got Lauren's book, you know, Cryptozoology A to Z. and
0: Oh, so that was like your go-to when you were doing research. I mean, yeah, of course.
1: He was my idol when I was, you know, younger. Mm. And and, um, I remember reading about the um, Thunderbird case.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Lawndale, Illinois.
1: Yep. Yep. Or the boy was, um, yeah, sure. Uh, grabbed by the uh, Thunderbird.
0: Yep. Classic. And of course
1: it was just a who to be, to, um, to be there and do a recreation of a kid being lifted up for monster. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was just stuff like that. That was,
0: that's awesome.
1: Kind of weird. How everything goes full circle.
0: You, you never know that the connections you make when they'll come back. Um, I want to talk definitely. So the the documentary that is just stellar, of course, Sasquatch Legends meets science. How what's the what's the this the history of how that came about? I'm I'm curious.
1: Sure. Well, we did a Legend meets science. You know, um, back in I hear all sorts of different times, 2001, let's say, uh, sure. and that really, in many ways, was a landmark because. The whole thing was just pure science. No one had ever mm, done
0: that. Yeah.
1: Um, it actually still is very relevant today. Nothing's oh, yeah. really changed. Um, but back in those days, I mean, people were wowed, oh, latent details and footprints, mm-hmm. stats on you know, on footprint length compared to you know, human shoe sizes. You know, does this gonna show a living population as a bell curve? you know, versus just spurious data, just things like that. Discovering the hernia on the leg and, you know, and having biomechanics people look at it and just on and on and on. Um, But I've been wanting to do legend meat science too forever. So I've been collecting and thinking about new categories for a long time. Um, And so we're going to have 20 new brand new categories of evidence. (sighs) these are new categories now they're not new oh
0: my goodness it's
1: not just new evidence it's new evidence with a new category oh wow you know and that's to me is going to certainly um i think be the best documentary that's ever been done you know oh yeah but i think it'll be the best documentary ever done period until discovery happens that
0: really, that's cool. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, can you
1: talk about? Can you
0: give sure. maybe a, a a sneak peek about um about what maybe some of those categories might be? Or I don't.
1: Absolutely, it's
0: totally up to you.
1: Um, there's always first off, there's always a fine line between having just people take your ideas and you know and sure another network benefiting or you know and that and then just wanting to get the information out to the public so it can be it can be tough um yeah. but one okay so one category that's really really important and that is skin oil
0: CEO. exactly exactly and i don't know
1: how many people have you know seen the new You know, the uh, things that we've written up on the Sasquatch Alba Vernix, Mm -hmm. which is basically waxy sebum that they seem to have. So we have wax in our skin oil on our hands. We have 60 types of wax on your hands right now. So if you, if you analyze, if you smear that on glass and have it analyzed, you're going to find 60 different types of wax in there. So they call these skin surface lipids, right? There's a very complex chemical compound things like triglycerides right cholesterol there's all sorts of ingredients in this and believe it or not all the other great apes have been analyzed including Ah. humans okay but for years i've been getting photos of dusty fingerprints dusty fingerprints dusty fingerprints And one day, I think it was last July, my just went pink. You know that the the connection thing I talk about.
0: Yep. We suddenly
1: went. That ain't dust. Oh my God, that's not dust. It's it's thick wax. Wow. It's like a vernix. Like yeah. If you've ever, if you have any kids and your baby was born, it's covered with this very waxy protective coating. It's like that. Exactly. And I went oh my god oh and then we try to collect it we did it was easy they love touching things that are shiny glossy <laughs> so it's not hard to get them to touch so if you have a gifting area you know where they're leaving food and that's cool sure. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah or they're moving objects that's cool but get them to collect now you can collect 3d evidence one you can get a photo of the fingerprints you've got you can collect with a q-tip the actual sebum for DNA and molecular ingredients in the sebum. So I'm always looking for things. What can other scientists duplicate? So let's say I'm going to be presenting sebum samples from all over the country from these okay. things, okay, sure. with photographic evidence, even with sweat pores that you can see in the photos. Oh, wow. Not hard, It's not easy to fake. You know, all the fingerprints. Fingerprints are one of the most difficult thing you can ever fake. So now you've got the the latent details. You have the DNA that's going to be in the skin oil. It's going to be sloughed off skin cells like crazy in this, especially if it's as waxy as I think it is. And then you're going to have the chemical compounds. You've got three pieces of evidence that every one of us have overlooked. Since research started, so I think that's a big deal.
0: Oh man, yeah, a totally huge a huge deal. deal. I don't yeah. think
1: I want to get people's light bulbs to go off. That's a huge. Oh deal. man, do you have any wow. idea? Like I just got another one today, another photo. Big greasy whitish gray fingerprints on a window. They're huge, and of course they're just this whitish gray coating. It's very hard to get off, actually. Well, then in talking to zookeepers. They keep gorillas, right? Have meetings on a regular basis with zookeepers.
0: Oh, that's cool. And okay. they're
1: like, uh, because I'm like, because we figured out all on our own this stuff's really hard to remove. It'll go through a car wash, it'd still be there. And so really? I presented the question to a zookeeper who's interested in the Bigfoot mysteries, a number of them. And they're like,
0: There is, yeah.
1: We can't even get the crap off from the gorillas on the windows. This white, oh, wow, seed. and so you go ding 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 ding, everything just connects, you know. Yep, yep. And then, then one of the guys goes, Oh, did you? Did you? I bet you this is there's no literature on it. When they get agitated, they get this white, um, thick, waxy crap that comes out of their armpits. He said it even bubbles, they'll start really they'll gorillas, gorillas with these huge, okay. big white bubbles under the really. Their Yes. Nobody knows about this. stuff. Remember, I just, in the beginning of this podcast, I told him, yeah. talked about all the things we don't know.
0: Exactly. We don't even
1: know what we don't know. And so yeah. that's just, you know, one of the dot connections that I've made. Oh man. That will be in the doc and not Love only it. be in it, but be in it very thoroughly. Awesome. We'll have complete, and we're going to see where it lands on the chart Right? Are we going to prove Bigfoot exists? No. What we're going to do is be able to prove to scientists this topic not only can be studied, but you can go do it yourself, and maybe then at this point uh, other scientists then can get some of the grants that they need and some of the money they need to pursue it. But that's one of many that will be in this that will be a first people ever hear about it.
0: Man, one of twenty.
1: We're all researchers, but what about the average guy that just? casually heard about the bigfoot mystery when he's watching it what's it going mm. to him see that's what i'm i'm really after those guys so i'm after those the regular you know people who who can you know the masses basically to get people's light bulbs to go off and 20 yeah
0: it, so that's you just that's getting I mean, the next generation is really what it comes down to that's, that's yeah cool. it's awesome right that's it's very very cool
1: and i'm working with um um Uh, Justin from Mountain Beast Monsters.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: And um, he's an amazing filmmaker. But I think we really kind of need each other right now. Okay. And I think that's going to work out really good. And and so the film will not only be extremely um, scientific, Mm going to have a ton of light bulb moments, but I think it'll be a beautiful film too.
0: I'm excited to hear that.
1: I think I kind of missed out on some of that with Legemeet Science 1. Hmm. The, You know, the beauty and the, the, you know what I mean?
0: Uh, I get it. Yeah. Sure. And
1: so I, I, I have a lot of regrets on that film from that standpoint. But on the same token, um, I really want it all with this one.
0: Well, it's, 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 you know, swing, like, I think the first one was amazing, but like, it sounds like you're going to knock it out of the park even further with this one. I mean, the names you have on that poster, every name on that poster is just like, Oh wow. Yeah. Like well, solid.
1: There'll be a lot, a lot more scientists that will be going on that poster That's awesome. before we start filming. And we actually have started filming, but, um, hmm. but we haven't, um, we haven't broke around on the Kickstarter campaign, which we're going to need for all these lab tests.
0: They're oh, not. totally. Yeah
1: are not cheap and if everybody you know can just contribute a tiny bit i think the money won't be going into my pocket it'll be going to the scientists to get the answers that we need on dna we're going to get a dna baseline set wow very confident we're going to be able to do that this time through this
0: show um a lot of people have been you know asking in different circles Is there any idea when the the Kickstarter, is there a time frame for when that might go?
1: It should be soon.
0: Should be soon. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Very cool. And um, uh, Greg also asks, um, uh, tentative release for the project or really maybe more one step at a time, get the Kickstarter funded?
1: I would like to shoot for next September. Okay, cool. At the end of next September.
0: Very nice. Very be nice.
1: available or may me and, you know, on a big network too. Yep.
0: Yeah. That is cool. That is cool. It's hard to find. Um, I was looking for a refresher of Sasquatch legend meets science. It's hard to find it. Um, I think I found some random YouTube clip or something, but um, um, thankfully the memories were still there, but um, th- yeah. That needs to be available to more people, I think, but maybe someday, you know.
1: Yeah. And I'd certainly, you know, um, uh, I'm excited to the fact, too, that Jeff Meldrum, Mm. I had a long conversation with Jeff and I said, everybody can pressure him. I said, Jeff, (laughs) and you're going to write the book. Yeah. What do you mean science, too? Totally. Look, Jeff, right in the eye. And Jeff goes, yeah, I've already talked to my wife.
0: Oh, boy. It's go time then. Yeah. Yeah, If you had the the wife talk, it's, it's go time. That's awesome.
1: So we're hoping that there'll be a companion, you know, in legitimate science um, book is the most amazing science book ever written on the topic. It's
0: the book. Yeah, it totally is. Totally is. So we can
1: Um, get to, I'm uh, just, just to get the book published, it'll be worth it.
0: Well, I mean, it's a thing where like, with Kickstarter, the sky is literally the limit. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. You know, you never know.
1: And I don't know what kind of support we're going to get, but um, but we're going to need it. There's no doubt. Because yeah. even in my talks with networks, they're really gun shy about spending all this money on you know lab tests. Just mm. make some wins.
0: Well, the cool thing about the current culture is, um, you know, living in a day where there are things like. Kickstarter Indiegogo and if the community wants to see something made and the the opportunity is made out there people will throw I mean movies have been made because the community is like okay here's all the monies in the world make it happen so yeah
1: we're gonna gonna be um, in most cases I think we're only gonna be paying lab costs we're not gonna pay any profit it's just Mm -hmm. raw materials at the labs
0: that's awesome yeah um, I will say that, uh, people in the audience, if there's any, um, other, uh, questions, I'm going to give you a little bit of a heads up as we are coming on an hour. I've got a, a fun one that's in here. Um, actually, let me make, do a quick check. Um, ah, what do you think about this from Greg? So how do you feel about a theory that Nessie mm. is the ghost of an aquatic dinosaur?
1: Um, totally mm. open to it. And, and right. the reason I'm open to it is I once saw a giant deer at the side of the road. Okay. Very brief. Two, three seconds sighting. I was in a hurry to get where I was going. So I was traveling up to Canada and there was something I knew damn well. It wasn't a moose. Mm. And it had a, huge flat antlers and it had a very curved nose that was upswept and this thing was 12 feet tall 11 feet tall I mean, it was massive okay and the person i was riding with i just said i described it as being as tall as an elephant as wow. almost as big as an elephant and i know moose you know like very well this was not so, yeah. a moose and then it hit me and i thought did I just see a ghost of a prehistoric deer? No way. So then I go back. So when I got back home, I started researching prehistoric deer. Okay. There was the exact animal I'd seen. And I know damn well, there's a prehistoric deer running around in the woods. Oh man. I think I saw a, you know, I don't know how to put it. So when he, when he tells, you know, when he asks us, Time is, you know, when I say ghost. No, I don't necessarily think a ghost, but I think it could be a dimensional, you know.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay,
1: that just a glitch that happens because there was a a sunspot that day, or a solar flare, or God knows what magnetic energy that zoomed in from another galaxy, and it just caused some kind of time warp. Um,
0: man, it's it's crazy to think about, but that's I, pretty you know, cool. Can
1: believe my story. Yeah. They cannot believe it. Where am I going to get the exact description of a giant deer, a prehistoric deer, when I had never seen a photo of one? Never seen a drawing of one. You know, and then it was the exact, right down to the nose, this hollowed out kind of upturned nose. And it had this flat, it's really a weird, very distinct head that I saw on it. Um, That's wild. So, yeah, I mean, that could even be, could explain Bigfoot. For all we know, we don't know.
0: Well, there's some to think about.
1: The, the, the point is we don't know what we don't know. So I'm just very humble. Just stay humble. Don't don't ever um you know act like you know it all. Keep pursuing answers and whatever whatever you've got to work with, but don't come to conclusions, people. Just don't. It's so bad. It's it's the worst thing you can do is come to a conclusion.
0: Keep uh, open.
1: As soon as you come to a conclusion, you're done learning.
0: Exactly. Um, there's a few questions that I like to ask um, everyone that I'm able to interview. Uh, so, someone asks you, "What is Bigfoot?" What are you, what are you telling them?
1: It's a big, hairy creature, ape-like creature that people keep seeing. Okay. Over and over and over, and they see it in very specific areas where there's woods, water, and hills, all three, or at least two of those ingredients. And it's not going, and I tell people, it's this mystery is never going away. No. So you can no, act like so. you don't believe it. And you're all skeptical, but I'm going to tell you, it's just going to keep being in your face. That's so awesome. either join forces, start <laughs> researching it, but don't just debunk it. Don't dismiss it because when something is fueled as much as the Bigfoot mystery is daily. Yeah. I mean, I think the numbers are as high as in the thousands of witnesses per day. Wow. Brief, non-eventful sightings. You know, what the heck was that walking down the railroad track? That big black thing, you know, somebody drives down the freeway. Those types of things. I'm not talking about full on encounters, but sure. I'll bet you there's at least a thousand a day of those kind of encounters. You know, where someone's just driving down the freeway and they look to the right and they see a big black thing walk along the barbed wire. Yeah, exactly. Just, boosh, two seconds. I think there's a thousand a day of those.
0: Do you have uh, people contacting you all the time being like, oh, hey, Doug, I know you're the Monster Quest guy. Yep. Check this out. That yeah, happen a lot i
1: do yeah yeah every day and wow. I try to help everybody and
0: oh that's awesome try to you know I talk would love to that
1: people I can and look at photos and look at video and you know giving them my private opinion yeah mm-hmm. exactly private. yep yeah yeah um so yeah no it's just it's a mystery jeremiah that's never gonna go away
0: i don't i think you're exactly right uh do you answers looking at so many different types of evidence over the years especially with Sasquatch legend meets science um one and two do you have um uh, a favorite uh, or what do you consider the top evidence for Bigfoot in in your opinion or maybe a, a favorite one we and have it's, so much it's a super literally loaded
1: question you, yeah literally we have piles of evidence i know it's yeah. piled up it's piled up you know past my roof <laughs> um, and it's just you know it's more of a lack of people willing to study it than a lack of evidence interesting yeah and that's what we're doing and i'm trying to take things for instance there's details in footprint cast that have never been looked at hmm. numerous details that you can okay. only see with an electronic microscope. How many people really? here, raise your hand, who have an electron scanning microscope in your basement?
0: I'm going to guess that'll be you. Not and you?
1: No, not even me. Oh, all right, okay. But I know people. Who, I know I don't. I know <laughs> oh,
0: you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. got you. I got you, yeah.
1: And so there'll be electron scanning evidence, probably about seven different new things that are going to blow people away. Awesome. Yep. And then you cannot fake any of them.
0: I am pumped for it. There won't be
1: one scientist else. that will be able to argue with any of it.
0: They really? Just won't oh, my goodness.
1: Art. Nope. Nope. You you can't argue with, um. you know, facts like, oh, really? So this is the way this hair scale looks. Mm. And it's got these features and human has these features. Oh, but look at this one little tiny 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 feature that you can only see if one you're very observant with an electron scanning microscope
0: gotcha you see do, do you think things like that do you think it's going to take an actual body for mainstreams or let's say the u.s in general to accept right. yes it is real no. is it going to take that no no not even okay. close nope okay
1: nope People say that, but that's a cop out. Sure. No, no, we have enough evidence right now.
0: That's awesome. That is super exciting. It just has to be
1: presented and has to be, you know, analyzed more. Okay. More scientists to be forced to look at what's already here. And then I think everybody will see, even with alleged mean science, like, no, we don't need a body.
0: Wow. That's huge. What
1: you need to do is you need to go out because you're Your job is to do taxonomy on new species. Your job is to get that $500,000 grant and do this, this, and this, and this. Right, exactly. Go do your taxonomy.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, that is awesome. Um, Do you have a favorite uh, cryptid encounter story?
1: Mm, Oh, God. I had to think. Boy, I'm just. Do you know how your mind goes blank sometimes? Oh,
0: I totally got you. Yeah, yeah.
1: It was, yeah. You have a senior moment. It Just goes.
0: Psh. Yep. Yep. I'm getting there. I have had.
1: <laughs> so probably, you know, the favorite one was one that was totally unexpected. Being the fact I've traveled all over the world and done all sorts of places and gone on just tons of expeditions, um, so I'm driving back from up north in my car uh, with Yvette and we're driving back along the road. And here's what we think is a giant moose on the side of the road, waving its antlers. Okay. So we get closer. No, it's not a moose. It's way too big for a moose. And we get closer and then we see arms and fingers and we see the long hair hanging off uh what arms um and we slow down as slow as we can because it's friday or no it's sunday night everybody's coming okay. back from up north sure there was a line of cars that saw this thing um whoa And the, no it wasn't a hoax i mean this thing was at minimum nine feet tall huge broad shoulders i'm sure it was only there for 20 seconds But it was really drying. It was drying off. You could see the, um, the the hair was extremely clean. It was really windy. It was blowing in the wind. Um, We could see the fingers because it was lit up in my brights, my bright headlights. And I was, you know, we passed within four feet of it. Um, Good, good look at it. Um, That's a
0: good, that's weird. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, pretty good, man.
1: Anything else? I mean, it, it was just, but it had its back turned to us. Mm. So we got, um, you know, we got the backside. Wow. But I suppose somebody could have, you know, built something that could have done that. But there was too much movement. We could see mm. the muscles. You know, literally, the headlights lit the the muscles and the the skin under the hair.
0: Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. So no, there's oh no, there's, no was,
1: there's no way it was fake. And yeah. we, just, we just went into a state of shock, both of us. Oh, sure. Yeah. We yeah. just literally went. And the first thing oh, I did God. was I pulled over, you know, after maybe, uh, you know, half a mile, I pulled over. Wait, and there's barely any shoulder. I almost went down the, almost fell into the ditch with my car. Oh, wow. Because there's no shoulder, which is why I didn't immediately pull over to begin with. Um, And, of course, looked at um, my, my GPS in my car. And there was a stream that runs into Mille Lacs Lake in the state forest, right where we saw it, right at the base of the stream. And it looked like it had just taken a swim and was just trying to dry off before it went back into the forest. Oh, boy. In the wind, yeah.
0: This is, you said it was northern Minnesota?
1: Northern Minnesota on 169, Yep
0: okay yeah i mean there's so many weird stories up in the north woods especially if you look in like these old like lumberjack stories and like there's some weird stuff up there for sure oh, yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. minnesota is definitely just as good of you know habitat as anywhere
0: oh totally yeah 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 oh thank you for sure that's really cool doug yeah that's that's good stuff for people and um we'll we'll end with uh with this question um let's say there's there's people that are listening to this uh younger generation that are just getting into uh cryptozoology uh maybe they're like you know it seems like the thing today is like i'll listen to a few podcasts maybe they stumbled upon this one um what advice do you have to the person who's just getting into like crypto- cryptozoology weird stuff fill in the blank
1: one there's a ton of stuff that you can do that's never been done I don't care if wow. 16 to 90, you know, you're just getting into it. I mean, there's just so many things that have not been done.
0: Okay. That's cool. Um,
1: think about all of the different types of camera traps that have not been put in a certain area. That's think true. All the, um, the lures that have not been tried, the high cameras, lower cameras, buried cameras, decoy cameras, um, miniature cameras, giant cameras, long lens cameras that have never wow. been tried, and then think about all the locations
0: that's awesome. Yeah,
1: my best advice is curiosity will enhance your life, it will change your life, it will make you a much better person. Curiosity will completely alter everything that happens to you in a good way.
0: I love that. That is such a good quote, Doug. That's, that's solid. And it's truth too. It's yeah. solid truth. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, Welcome. Aaron from Hayes Strange says really awesome show. Thank you for hanging out. My dude, uh, Greg says, thanks for answering my questions. Great show. Thanks, Greg. Um, Doug, this has been super fun. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, I wanted to, 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 bring up to the listeners, you're actually going to be at a Bigfoot conference, right? Coming up in in um, the next month or so?
1: Yes. yes. In October, I'm going to be up in Grand Rapids. Mm -hmm. And Abe Del Rio is putting on the, it's the second annual conference up in Grand Rapids. Uh, Jeff Meldrum will be there, uh, Russell Accord, uh, Cliff, and myself.
0: And that is, that's a solid lineup that we do not get in the Midwest. Yeah often like that is an opportunity get in your car
1: jeremiah and drive up love doug
0: i'm thinking about like
1: it's not that far i know it's not
0: that far it's like well okay it's like how
1: many times i've driven driven to des moines tons i know i know
0: i am i listening to myself right now i will seriously consider it doug (laughs) it's it's probably like what is it five i'll look it up from from
1: um from the border it's probably about six hours from the border, from the
0: Iowa border. I'll seriously consider it. It'd be a good time for sure. And uh, a way to meet people that I've, I've interviewed Dr. Meldrum. I've interviewed Cliff. Uh, It would be cool to meet them in person for sure. So. Yep. And my mind went blank on the dates. (laughs) I think it's like October 4th, maybe. Right. Um, yeah, right. And it like a one
1: day, it's only a one-day conference.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a one and done, So, which is one cool. Yep. Um, what are ways... <laughs> this is funny. I, yeah, thanks, Greg. Uh, Doug, are you going to the Van Meter Visitor Festival?
1: <laughs> no, I'm not, but I'm very, very much aware of the Van Meter mystery. That's my uh, cryptid, that dude. That was one of the creepy things that really... Probably made me afraid to, you know, to go outside in the in the dark when I was really young. Is it a um,
0: meter visitor?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just, just really. It's, it's a creepy story.
0: Oh, that's so that affected you as a young? Oh, sure. It, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, really? That's interesting. No. Yeah. Yeah. All and that's did crazy. you grow up in Minnesota then? Or
1: yeah, I grew up in Minnesota. Yep, been here my whole life.
0: And the story traveled all the way up there.
1: Oh God, that's yes. Crazy. Yeah, really? it was it? made our paper. You know, oh yeah, sure, sure. and yeah, no, it's things like that. And my dad used to read me Charles Fort, you know, for a bit oh, of mystery. Yeah. <clears throat> Which you know was because I was in, he knew I was interested in mysteries, and so that was like my favorite book. Hey, you know, I'd go get the Charles Fort. Well, he had probably awesome. every Charles Fort book I ever written. Then my dad would read me those books and. And Like every kid, I think a little wholesome fear is good for you. It's wholesome mm-hmm. fear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. It's I got you.
1: Fear combined with curiosity. It can it can do wonders for you. Because trust me, I had no interest <clears throat> in math. I had no interest in, <laughs> in spelling in English, and English. But, um, you know, it was just you know, <clears throat> interested in wildlife and mysteries and, you know.
0: There you go. Yeah. Well, one day uh you'll have to make it down to the Van Meter Visitor Festival. It's a good time. Uh this year it's a one day event too. That uh this year we're actually gonna have some bigger names uh there. We're gonna have uh Ken gearhart okay. uh, D- okay. David Weatherly, um uh Nash Hoover's gonna be there, uh Jay Pachochin from your up in Wisconsin. Yep. Uh he's a bigfoot guy up there, but um yeah, some solid people. I mean, Midwest likes to represent for at that, that festival, so it's a good time. Yeah. Um, oh uh what are what are the dates, Jeremiah?
1: I'm gonna write them down.
0: It is uh September twenty fifth.
1: Oh, okay. It's coming up yeah. real quick.
0: Oh yeah. It's actually uh next week. <laughs>
1: next week, yeah. 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 It's already what, the eighteenth and the nineteenth, seventeenth.
0: Okay. Today. Uh Tate is sneaking one last question in. Here we go. Does Doug think there could be Sasquatch in Iowa? This is actually a really good question. Yeah, I
1: do. Along the rivers. Yes, Totally. Especially in totally. the totally. um in the northeast corner for sure. Yep. yep. Yes, absolutely. Do I think that they're maybe never traveling through the middle of Iowa cornfields? No, I think they probably could if there's a creek sure. or a good river that would flow, sure, absolutely. But I mean, gonna, they're going to stick to that corridor.
0: Oh, yeah, and you've got tons of reports about – it's not exactly northeast Iowa, but it's uh, like Jefferson County. There were a lot of Bigfoot sightings in the 1970s.
1: Yeah, no, and I think – it's crazy. I mean, you know, there could be some natural event like, you know, fires in Minnesota that could chase them out, and they'd have to travel to Iowa. I think that they might – uh, travel through Iowa along any river just to get south, you know, in the winter. Mm. I do think that they do travel with the food, food availability, you know, I think they're all different. I think there's probably no pattern you could pin on every single Bigfoot.
0: It will be interesting to see if um, the pattern of uh, fires in the Western coast affects mm. it so that they start to leave. Or if the, I don't know, you know?
1: It could happen. Um, I don't know. We don't even know what we don't know. Uh, that's true. Do we, we don't. In mind, But, you know, common sense prevails. These, these things have to travel, and no doubt they come through Iowa. There's no doubt in my mind.
0: Totally. Oh, that's good. Good stuff. Uh, Doug, what are, um, do you mind running through different ways? Uh, let's say if someone, this is their first uh, interaction with you how can people uh, keep up to date with what you're doing?
1: Just go to my Facebook page. Yep.
0: Okay. Yep. And I try
1: to keep that pretty well updated. I just joined Facebook in November. Um, So I haven't been on it very long. So it's been interesting.
0: You put some really good stuff up though. So definitely um, uh, people should check your uh, Facebook profile. I'll I'll put it in the uh, show notes for this as well. I'll link it. And then um, I want to say that it is... Is it untoldradioam.com? I want to say, because you have a lot of uh, really good stuff on there. Um, I mean, we didn't even mention you have a publishing company. Uh, You are all over the place doing amazing stuff for the community. And like the books that you have coming out are really cool. I can't uh, wait to see them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're doing enhanced um, books. Yeah. To where, like, for instance, uh, the Owl Moon Lab, mm-hmm. there's yep. 42 video clips in the printed book. That's awesome. People are like, Well, how's that work? All you need is a phone. You just throw yep. it over the QR code, your camera, and it oh. starts playing all these evidence, video and audio. But we're going to be doing enhanced um, covers. Uh, we okay. experimenting with uh, some really cool covers, all sorts of. New enhancements that have never been seen in print books. So,
0: that is cool. And then you've got um, uh, Bigfoot influencer uh, coming out. coming yep. out from one yep. of your authors, yep. which I think is a really it's cool it's idea. And, yeah, it's going to feature That'd be a fun idea.
1: Yep all the all the top Bigfoot researchers. And Tim won't quit, so he's going to break it down to states and regions. And oh, also. geez, oh so, yeah, it's going to be really good.
0: Because it's going
1: to be It's going to be a great resource for the public too, because you know, those thousand witnesses, I told you that probably happened. Yeah. The and remember everybody, don't come down on me. It's brief bunk. You know, they saw it out of the corner of their eye type thing, but right. that does get people interested in this mystery because they do. Totally. Wonder. They'll be able then to, to go to one of Tim's books and go, Oh, here are the five people. that live Oh, that's really, them. okay. That's really nice. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then you get to know him a little bit to go, oh, this guy seems like a nice guy because he likes fishing. So do I. So whatever. I call him. <laughs> That's
0: cool. Yeah. That's a cool idea. Yep. Man. So, yeah, definitely check out uh, Doug's Facebook and he posts a lot of really cool stuff on there. Yeah. Cryptozoology and stuff. Definitely. I try not to
1: post stuff. personal stuff there. I just tend to yep. keep it with the research. and.
0: That's good. It's good. Great. Want to say thanks again for everyone in the chat who's hanging out with us. Uh, great questions tonight. And a big thanks again to uh, uh, Doug Highcheck for, for hanging out with us. I uh, appreciate everything you do and uh, community is pumped for the, uh, what you come out with in the future yeah. and uh, we're, we're behind you. So thanks again, good. Doug. Let's
1: do it again, Jeremiah.
0: Awesome. Very yeah, good. Awesome. Good talk, yeah. Very good. All right. Thanks so much. All have a good one. Thanks for taking your time out of your busy day and spending some time with us. Uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Leave a review on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and uh, your preferred podcast platform. And um, if you have any stories, you can give us an email at bigfootsociety@gmail.com. At and again, check out the articles we have and more preferred book lists. At bigfootsocietypodcast.com. You can always go to Instagram at BigfootSociety. And we have a TikTok now. It gets pretty crazy there. Bigfoot Bigfoot.society at Bigfoot.society. Hey, pals, guess what's right around the corner? Literally, it's the Van Meter Visitor Festival. Uh, we're talking the 25th uh, week from this Saturday holy mackerel it's finally here and uh we're gonna have a good time hope to meet some of you there i've already talked to some of you that are planning to come to it and i'm excited to meet some listeners uh definitely swing by the booth i pick up a sticker maybe listen to a live interview we should have some some of those and uh just come over and say hi i'd I'd love to meet you but again come down to the van meter visitor festival in van meter iowa september 25th It'll be a great time Thanks again for taking your time listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. We'll see you next week. Uh, Next Saturday will be a new episode. And also, if you want to take part in the live taping of the episode and put your questions in there for the guest, just remember to subscribe to the Bigfoot Society YouTube channel and hit the bell so you don't miss out on any of those episodes. Thanks again all, and we'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you.